What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Take a minute to have a good laugh. This is called Board Meeting. There will be a meeting of the board immediately after the service, announced Reverend Morris. After the close of the service, the group gathered at the back of the church for the announced meeting. However, there was a stranger in their midst. He was a visitor who had never attended their church before. My friend, asked Reverend Morris, did you understand that this is a meeting for the board? Oh, yes, (laughs) responded the visitor. (laughs) And after that sermon, I'm about as bored as you can get. (laughs) Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my. Eric Harris, Sandra Bland, Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin. Walter Scott, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, and John Crawford, Ezell Ford, Reverend Clementa Pigney, Freddie Gray, Laquan McDonald, Anthony Hill. Sadly, just to name a few, Black Lives Matter. I see you, black man, doing the best you can. A three-piece suit with a briefcase in your hand. Still a suspect to the man. All you want to be is a at home but as soon as you walk through the door your wife's telling you all you've done wrong black lives black lives matter black lives matter black lives matter you see sometimes we're the ones who devalue ourselves black lives matter black lives matter we're full of destiny black lives matter so don't criticize speak life can't forget about my sisters who had one too many misters. Now you're raising these kids by yourself, so you used to be bitter. <laughs> but now you started writing poetry. Maya Angelo, I'm talking history. I just hope the voice don't get silent, shot down in the street. Black lives matter. 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 Black
take care of his three siblings. I've got one question to ask. Doesn't he deserve to live? And what about Brandy? She got a bad attitude. But the girl is real sharp. She make A's and B's in school. And for her 18th birthday, her daddy bought her a new ride. But let me ask you one more question. Why do the police have her afraid to drive? Say it loud, Message. I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> Jehovah loves me, cause I'm his child. Come on and sing it loud. Say it loud, yeah. I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> Jehovah loves me, cause I'm his child. I was fearfully Say and wonderfully loud. made. I'm black and I'm proud. I just happen to be Jehovah a darker shade. Listen, black lives matter. I prefer the term African American. In these United States, it's important that we hold our heads up for those who have loved and lost the tragic violence. God bless you. You remain in our prayers. Y'all already know how sometime what I post up will blow up. Let's look at some free on Facebook. What's up, family? It's Pastor Free, and I'm excited about another Free Indeed Friday. And today is the Fellowship Edition. I trust and believe that you have had a blessed week, and this is going to be the cherry on top of your work week, prayerfully leading you into a productive and powerful weekend in studio. I've got my sister from another milster with the same father. I lost something in the process because it was about to be bars, but then I wanted to be theologically correct. My sister, who is the pastor of the Victorious Living Christian Ministries Church, right? Yeah. When I put church on it, did they make it too traditional? No, it's good. It's cool. Straight. Pastor B. Bettina Bunton is her name, and I'm super excited to have her here. Thank you for coming. No, thank you for the invitation. I am honored to be here. Come on, honored. You see that? She honored to be here. <laughs> Listen, I want you to take a few moments and introduce yourself, your ministry, and if you got anything exciting going on that you want the people to know about, uh, go ahead. And- sure. Well, I'm Pastor Bettina Bunton, the pastor of Victorious Living Christian Ministries, the uh, lead or servant leader at the ministry, at the church, and I am just honored to be here with you, Pastor Freeman. I love the Abundant Life Church, and I'm just grateful to be a part of today's Pop, broad, uh, broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. I like both. Broadcast, podcast, podcast. I'm just broadcast. glad to be in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, we always have exciting things going on at Victorious Living Christian Ministries, and I like to um, shorten the name to VLCM. That helps a lot of people. Gotcha. And so on Friday, March the 8th, we have a deliverance service, Friday Night Live, and we have a guest all the way from San Antonio, Texas. His name is Apostle Kevin Duhart, and he is a powerful man of God. He's That's coming to share a word. And help the people get delivered from all types of things. And I am excited. Me too. Because we go from deliverance to deliverance. I'm excited that he's coming. So that's what's going on uh, at VLCM. I didn't even know Pastor Kevin was coming to town. Yeah. That's cool. That's what's up. I'm going to try to make my way. Please do. my face in the place. Please do. So let's get in. Can we, can we, can we let's go, go in? Uh, y'all know we kind of reflect on some Facebook posts in our free on Facebook segment. And so January the 30th, 2018, I posted, if a person loves you for what they know about you, not what they didn't know, then they don't love you 
they love your rep or your representative. Mm-hmm. Let me run it back one more time. If a person loves you for what they know about you, not what they don't know, right? If they love you for what you allow them to see, then they don't love you. They love your representative. You got any thoughts about that off the top? Of Absolutely. Your head? If we if we take that and rephrase it, if they hate the representative mm-hmm. or hate what they heard about you or what they think they know about you, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People have a particular picture of who they think you are. They've heard something about you and they despise you or dislike you or dislike things about you and they don't even know you. So absolutely, people can um, hate you, dislike you and like or love you based on what they think they know and not be the truth. I like that because at the end of the day, there have been a lot of people in my life that I thought I felt some kind of way about till I got to know them. Hey, man, mm-hmm. you ain't yeah. that bad. Yeah. And then there are some people that I thought I really loved them. Listen. Thought they had my bag, <laughs> thought, you know, our relationship would last a lifetime. And then I got to really know who they were yep. to discover they had some stuff going on. I'm not talking about judgment. I'm not no, judging no. people. I'm just like some things that, you know, people just kind of misrepresent themselves. And they were unequally yoked in uh, friendship mm-hmm. or relationship oh, with you. And, yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> so, so I got a series of questions I want to ask you kind of akin to that. Okay. Because I'm calling this segment today, Love My Dirty Draws. <laughs> I knew you know some ratchetism oh, was going to take place. I like it, though. I like it. All right. Love my dirty jobs because at the end of the day, some people love you for the good they see in you. But I tell my people all the time, listen, you know, I don't need you to love me when I'm right. I don't need you That's to right. love me when I'm on point. Right. It's going to be some days when I'm not all the way right because I'm human. And I want to know, will you love me? Will you ride for me then? So, love my dirty drawers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to keep my drawers clean. <laughs> but if That's for whatever reason, for yeah, that, you know, if for whatever reason they end up dirty. Um, anyway, I was going to go all the way left. But let's get back <laughs> to the questions. So, here's my first question for you, Pastor B. How do we determine if a person genuinely loves us? Oh, wow. How can we determine? How, do, how can we determine? Well, first of all, um, the Bible says, because, of course, I have to go to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. That's a good book. <laughs> a few things. Love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. If you love me, you'll cover for me. Mm-hmm. You will cover so much for me until I can get it right. Mm-hmm. Pray me through it. Pray me out of it and cover for me because it's covering the multitude right. of my sins. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, the Bible also says that the greatest love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk about that. We talk about Jesus giving his life and we, we think about death. But what it was really was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. True love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's putting down what you need to do, what you want to do to help somebody else. It's can I be selfless and not selfish? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I put myself second and put you first? And if there is consistent sacrifice, consistent covering, and then consistent charity, mm-hmm. uh, because the, the word for love in the Bible, in the New Testament is charity, mm-hmm. it's assistance. If there's consistency in it, whether I can give back or not, right. that is pretty much my sign and symbols for someone that truly loves me. I love it. Uh, matter of fact, I, whenever I talk to couples and premarital counseling or whatever, that that's my phrase, that love is sacrifice. You want to know how much that's a person right. loves you, how much are they willing to sacrifice for you? How much are they willing to give up? And can they mm-hmm. can they keep loving you even when you can't give to them all the time? Absolutely. If your giving stops, can they still love you? Will mm-hmm. they still be there? Or are they only there for the giving? Mm-hmm. 
and the receiving. Can they only stay when they're receiving from you? But what if you're void for right. receiving? Mm-hmm. For a season, will they stay? And what about if, um, I, I guess the question I'm really trying to dig at too is, so, so we've defined love clearly, mm-hmm. but how do I know when a person really loves me versus the me that I allow them to see? Well, that, that's, that's two parts. It's, it's the honest is on them and you to show your real self. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't want to be authentic. They don't want to show their authentic self for rejection, for fear of rejection, um, afraid to show y- yourself without your makeup. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not just talking about makeup that we buy from Mac Pancake, America. Pan- 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 yeah. Pancake 49. I'm talking about the <laughs> spiritual <laughs> makeup. <laughs> Pancake, what did he say? Yeah, Pancake 38 or something like that. I understand what you said. Now, our spiritual makeup. Tell you something more about what that looks like, though. Well, that looks as like. As you've seen it. Well, that looks like this. Um, if you, <laughs> well, cussing, Ooh. drinking. Mm. If you lie every now and then, my, my, my. can you love me past that? Mm-hmm. If I have an addiction, are you going to tell everybody or are you going to love me past that? Wow. Uh, if I have weaknesses, because everybody has at least one or five weaknesses, can you love, <laughs> right, countless, <laughs> can you love me past that? And so people are afraid to show their authentic self because they're afraid of rejection mm-hmm. um, a lot of times or people walking away or people sharing their dark areas. I hear you. So let me ask you a question uh, related to that. Why do you think uh, it's so common amongst church people to kind of put forth a facade. Well, because the expectation in the world and in the church is for church people to be perfect, mm-hmm. for us to be without sin. And if we are not without sin, to make sure that it looks like we're without sin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what you get um, on a Sunday morning or a Bible study night is not the authentic person, which is also one of the reasons why we have trouble sometimes getting people to worship. Right. Because you can't worship if you're being the makeup person. Right. And so I get what you're saying. I guess my thought process is if I know I'm imperfect, Mm-hmm. How in the world am I holding you responsible for perfection? Everybody's opinionated and judgmental. And we have expectations of people that we can't even live up to. But how do I even have that in good conscience? I know I'm imperfect, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting you to be perfect. How does that happen? Well, we live in a world of entitlement. We start out a lot of times in this generation, generations before me and after us, where we're entitled. We get what we want when we want it. And, of course, we want our friends to be how we want them to be, right. not how they are. Okay. Uh, we want our pastors, our, our managers, the people that we look up to to be a certain way because we are entitled to them being perfect. We're entitled we're to entitled, their perfection. We're entitled to their and perfection. And we're entitled to our imperfection. imperfection. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I hope people are watching and paying close attention to this, this idea of entitlement. But with I entitlement uh, is a declaration of pride. Absolutely. If I'm entitled to something, then I am saying uh, in some way I am worthy of something mm-hmm. that maybe you're not worthy. I'm worthy of mercy that you're not worthy yeah. of. I'm worthy of grace that you're not worthy of. And pride goes before destruction. destruction. Yep, that Holy was spirit before a fall. fall. Very interesting. And then another thought I want to throw out there with that question is when you see people that are in the body of Christ, in the church, in the gospel community that are on social media or media in general, and they have this perfect 
lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But because people post what's good. Yeah. They only post the good stuff. They only post the marriage, but they don't t- talk about the struggles. They oh, only post mama. post how big the church is, but they don't talk about how it got mm-hmm. got there. They only post the new job, but not the unemployment line. And so what or you they get post it, the people on Sunday morning worship, but not the ones who actually come to Bible. Bible or, or the ones who actually tithe. That's a much smaller. Oh my. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> not that past. Yeah, I got you got a a, a thousand seater. Mm-hmm. But you got ten, th- ten, ten titles. Ten, ten, just My ten, Lord. maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: How authentic and transparent and vulnerable do you think we should be as it pertains to public mm-hmm. uh, life, um, as as ministers of the gospel? You know, what should that look like? Because, because I, I understand my real self and I got some mm-hmm. issues and some struggles that God is not through with me. I'm a work in progress, but like how, how what's the balancing act between what I allow people to see and those things that I really need to keep behind closed doors and struggle in private. Mm. Well, I think like you said that you, there's this word balance mm-hmm. and although balance is sometimes a myth, it's also good to strive to have balance. For example, um, Jesus was, completely vulnerable on the cross. Mm-hmm. The whole world that in that particular world was able to see him and all his wounds on the cross. Yeah. And so, but although he was on the cross, he was perfect. Mm-hmm. He had, he didn't have our issues. Wow. He didn't have our, he might've felt them, right. but he right. didn't have our issues fully and God at fully God time. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So here, here's, here's what I do. Um, there, there's the multitudes that Jesus taught. Right. There's a 72 that he, that he was, you know, ordaining. Mm-hmm. There's the 12. It was his, there was close and he made sure he, they got the extra meat, but then there's a three. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you can be at different points or transparent with different people. Mm-hmm. There's a multitude transparency. There's a 72 transparency at 12. And then the three, the three should know, or it might be just two of uh, those things, your weaknesses, so they can cover them. But the 72 might know about it in a story mm-hmm. or in a parable. Right. And Jesus is really good about even sharing weaknesses of others with Right. And so you're saying he strategically determines who Mm -hmm. makes up this massive crowd of listeners Mm -hmm. and then who becomes his actual disciples Mm -hmm. and then who are the apostles and then who are his inner circle. He's strategic in that. Well, if I'm a person who's hearing this, how do I determine how to make the distinction? Well, basically, the, those people, 12, 72, the multitude, you you have to pray and ask Holy Spirit to show you their capacity. Because not everyone is able to handle the real you. Mm-hmm. Not, able, not, not everyone can know that Jesus um, didn't have a place to lay his head. Right. Foxes have holes. But the son of man, and so his disciples knew exactly what he was saying. They they was homeless together. I can't have a homeless savior. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And so what you do is you share with who has the capacity for the Mm -hmm. twelve walked with him, lived with him, did ministry with him, so they could handle that at that capacity. But not even the seventy-two. So here's my struggle. Mm -hmm. I've been a pastor at this point for some ten years. Mm And unfortunately, congratulations, by the way, that's hard in the central Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I hear what you're saying and thank you. But I am saying after all of this time, I've had these seasons of trial and error Mm -hmm. where I try to trust people um, and I allow people into intimate spaces 
but wanting to be human, wanting mm-hmm. to be accessible, so on and so forth. And sometimes it's been positive, other times it's been negative. I may be asking you something you don't have the answer to, but the question that comes to mind is how do I determine the capacity of a person to be in a certain space in my life without being vulnerable enough to end up hurting the process? Well, a few things. Um, there's always going to be shifts in relationships. Mm-hmm. And you have to be open to that because people are going to always change. But then we have to also give people time so that we can see the real them mm-hmm. and they can see the real us. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we rush right in. Right. We become best friends on the first day. Mm-hmm. They, they get 100% access on the first day. And, and by day 60, you don't even know that they're crazy mm-hmm. or that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You got to give people time to be the true, authentic selves. Um, I would say months, maybe even years before you see some layers. There, there's layers to people. And even with that, even finding out their capacity, knowing that they can hold your secrets, they may only be able to stay there for a season. Mm-hmm. I hate to bring his name up, name up, but Judas was in the twelve, mm-hmm. and the intimate twelve knew Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head, knew his, you know, weaknesses of the other disciples, and was quiet about it right. until the last few days. Mm-hmm. And so, you may never know until they show who they really are. And so, you have to be uh, careful, have discernment. But then, some people are just gonna uh, teach you that, hey, you can't trust everybody. But it's a setup for resurrection you know that i I hear what you're saying (laughs) now judas has purpose in the jesus story and i understand that judas has purpose in our life stories but judas can catch these hands (laughs) in in, in this life too uh, because every now and then you know i want i want somebody that's going to be loyal to the end there there are always going to be peters and there's going to always be johns you Mm -hmm. just have to hopefully prayerfully Mm -hmm. with discernment figure out who is who but remember judas is always going to hang themselves okay so 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 in your preaching and in your teaching mm-hmm. to the crowd, to the crowd, I'm not talking about the people behind closed doors who have proven themselves with the capacity to hold whatever. How transparent should I be? How transparent should I be, you know, publicly? It depends on how comfortable you are with your business being out there. And what the business is, it depends on your capacity level because people are going to always share. They're going to talk. You might have news in New York. You might not know anybody in New York, but they do. And so you have to share what you are comfortable with being out on the street. If you, um, I don't know, smoke, drink, have an addiction, whatever, and you're transparent with your congregation or or whatnot, are you comfortable with that news spreading across the region? Oh, my. (laughs) <laughs> or are you not? If you're not comfortable, if you're not ready for that, if you don't have the capacity to handle the backlash from that or the consequences, then you then you hold that until you are ready. I'm I'm, I'm digging I'm digging okay. your answers. I want to ask you a question that's not in these questions. Okay, all right? I'm good. Can we, can we yeah, go I'm comfortable. Script? Can we freestyle? Yeah. All right. So here's the question. Um. And, and I hear people say this all the time. There's this expectation we've kind of already covered for pastors, spiritual leaders to kind of live to a different standard. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is pretty clear about, you know, that we should be examples and so on and Absolutely. so forth. Now, here's my, my question for you. If a, if a pastor or spiritual leader has a known issue, mm-hmm. and, and we'll just kind of make it blanket, uh, and maybe maybe that's part of the answer. It depends on what the issue is. But has a known issue, a known struggle. What, how do you feel about them continuing to serve? 
Wow. Because right now we're talking about how transparent we can be with our stuff. And to be honest, um, most people follow leadership based off of what they don't know about the leader. <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. let's say we do know. We, we know that our pastor has a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. We know that. And it's not just he have a drink every now and then. It's every Friday he gets sloppy at the bar. Mm -hmm. And we know this. We found this to be true. What, what should we do? Well, there's a couple. That's a, the layered question. Mm -hmm. Is the pastor willing to seek therapy, mm -hmm. deliverance to help with this process of healing? Does let's he say, or let's she? say right now the pastor saying, I don't have no problem. I don't have a problem. In denial. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that can work for a, a matter of time for the congregation. But if it starts to slip into the service, if it starts to slip into the preaching, the counseling, the laying on of hands, if it starts to slip into there, and that's what elders and deacons and leaders are to help uh, make sure that it doesn't it's, you know, cover as best we can, because we got to cover the man or woman of God, mm -hmm. but also the people. Mm -hmm. And so if he or she is in denial, it can only work for so long before it slips in there. I don't care if so long as 20 years, it, it will eventually slip in there. So here it is. Here's the thing. If... They are not willing to get the help. Mm -hmm. The question is, do you have a board? Do you have a leadership team that sits down and has an intervention, mm -hmm. prayerfully has an intervention, call in some of their friends, sit down and say, hey, there is a problem. We got your back. Maybe you need to take a rest for a little while. Right. Maybe you need to sit down for a little while so that you can get fed, get and restart and come back in this pulpit mm -hmm. and be the pastor we need you to be. Mm -hmm. And it's up to them to say yes or no. Mm -hmm. But we got to remember that the sheep, the people are just as important as the man or woman of God. I, I, I like it. I'm not going to let you off the hook, though. I like, okay. I like the neighborhood we in. Okay. This ain't got nothing to do with the script. But so, so here's my struggle. Uh, the person that comes to mind is Eddie Long. Mm. And, um, you know, before Eddie Long uh, passed, uh, he was kind of exposed mm -hmm. um, for some kind of scandalous behavior. Mm hmm now, my struggle is, at that time, so many people were kind of like, ah, this guy is this, that, and other people start leaving the church, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. I got it. Mm -hmm. But my struggle is, while he was doing that, whatever he was doing, mm -hmm. people were being healed and Absolutely. delivered and fed and so on and so forth. So I struggle with an anointing while... A person is in bondage mm -hmm. and, and they're, they're anointed enough to whatever. Mm -hmm. But now because you know about it, mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? I, I don't even know what the question is, but I, I'm interested to hear you speak in that vein. Sure. Well, God's gifts are without repentance. Mm -hmm. He doesn't repent when he gives us gifts and he knows our thorns, our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. He knows our craziness, our issues. He knows our thoughts. He knows who he ordained and who he anointed. Right. Mm -hmm. Way before we started preaching, laying on it, he knew, right. right? So our stuff never catches him off guard. <laughs> never catches there him off go. guard. Mm -hmm. The My concern are, are two things. It's him knowing his weakness mm -hmm. and not seeking the help or covering covering those holes. If that is his weakness and he knows that, it, you know, whether it go, you know, he believes where it goes against the word, but it's hurting young men, hurting mm -hmm. the church, hurting his ministry, hurting his family, his spouse. Right. Um, could, could he protect himself put him mm -hmm. uh, in a hedge his own hedge right that's my one concern and then and then i agree with you so you dog the man out but he 
he laid hands on you. You still got the word every week. Um, he gave, he had houses given out, cars, and and new birth never faltered, mm-hmm. even while he was doing all that. And do we dog the man of God? No, uh, we we don't dog presidents nowadays. Why dog the man <laughs> of God? You don't um, have to dog a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. That was right. <laughs> two wrongs don't make don't make another don't uh-huh. make it any better. It makes two, it worse. Two rights don't make a left. Mm. <laughs> but three do. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. See, that was deep right there. So we're talking about grace right here. Yes, we are. That, that's what's at the foundation yes, or the root of what we're talking about is grace. Uh, and I think that if we were more gracious mm-hmm. as Christ's followers, then people would have the liberty the liberty to live into who they really are. I agree. Uh, and only when they can live into who they really are can they really become who God wants them to be. When there's this man with a withered hand, Jesus says to him, stretch forth your hand. Put your issue on display mm-hmm. so that I can heal it. And we've become accustomed to hiding, hiding. all of our mm-hmm. blemishes, hiding all of our mistakes. And if they're in hiding, how could they ever be healed? Mm. Uh, there's a part of the healing process if I've got a wound on on my flesh, I need to cover it. I need to apply some type of ointment, but I also need to let it breathe. That's right. So that it can heal. And I think that uh, the church has become a place where people don't allow their issues to breathe at all. And so healing becomes an issue. So what should we do? And I say we, uh, talking about the church, Mm -hmm. to help others to love people's authentic selves. Well, we have to be um, do better, excuse me, of being a safe place, a safe haven uh, for people to bring their issues to the altar, bring their issues to church, allow them to be their authentic selves and be loved in their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. The problem is we don't love like we should. We love who we like. Mm -hmm. We don't love who we dislike, mm-hmm. but God loves who we dislike. Mm-hmm. God loves who, who, who's different from us and how we can't make nobody do nothing, mm-hmm. but we can know them as leaders of God, as pastors, as, as, as people of God, we should be more visible in our love inside the church and mm-hmm. outside the church. We can't make nobody do nothing, right. but we can definitely show it. He said, we love who we like. I got hung up on that part. <laughs> Uh, mainly because sometimes who we like is not who they really are. Exactly. Uh, the representative. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. It was an old school movie. I think I'm going to get you, sucker. Uh-huh. Where the dude gets the... Like, you, On the date. Yeah, and, the, and they yeah. get home and she start taking body parts off. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe we got a lot of Christians that are like that. We, we good at the date. We good at Bible study or we're good uh, at the church picnic. Yep. But then once you start really getting to know people... They start taking off limbs and whatnot, <laughs> <laughs> taking off forgiveness, and, and we run. Off they worship, yeah. We run and Ooh. we talk about them, but that is that's not authentic mm-hmm. love at all. <laughs> cool. Listen, I got one more question that I want to okay. kind of pick at, and then you know, ain't no telling what may happen as, as we uh, unpack it. But at what point does transparency, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we're talking about: loving people authentically for who they are. Um, at what point does transparency become an endorsement of sin? Whew. What's the difference between me saying, I know you 
like to sleep around. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. You know, everybody likes to get their freak on from time to time. You're supposed to walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the desire of the flesh. flesh. Mm -hmm. But sister, I understand you like to pass it around every now and then. <laughs> what is the where where do I cross the line of um grace mm -hmm. into an endorsement and maybe even an encouragement to sin. Should we still sin so that grace abound? Mm -hmm. Surely God not. God forbid. Mm -hmm. And that's the line right there mm -hmm. is not that grace runs out. Grace is unlimited, but we don't want to press the button. Mm -hmm. Do we want to press God's button? No, we don't want to press God's mm -hmm. button. And so um, it becomes an endorsement of sin when we use scriptures to justify right. our sin. <laughs> I've seen it happen mm -hmm. where we use scriptures to justify our wrongs and justify what we know what we're doing in the dark mm -hmm. and making sure that if it comes to light, we're covered because we justified it right. with the scripture. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes an endorsement when all we had to do was be honest with ourselves. Right. Cause that's a problem right there. Right. We're not always honest with ourselves that we have this sin issue and we like to just call it issues, but it's a sin issue. Yeah. And once we are honest, we don't honest like with, to use that word. No, sin we don't. No more. You don't, you don't no. have to use it no more to be a Christian. There's no such thing as sin. Cause God just loves us. Yeah. Cause he's just love and that's yeah, how it is. No. And he is, but there's this other side of God that wants us to be better. Mm -hmm. He wants us to go through justification and sanctification mm -hmm. and not just us justification. Mm -hmm. And so we, it goes into endorsement when we use scriptures for our advantage. Okay. And so if I've reached this point where I understand my transparency or me allowing people to be transparent mm -hmm. has become or is starting to be an endorsement for somebody else. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm tolerant. I'm accepting of where you are but I don't want you to stay where you are. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What What is my responsibility as a believer then? Um, our, the responsibility is to not publicly embarrass, mm -hmm. pull your sister brother to the side mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm not sure what the issue is. I'm not sure what's going on. But discernment says, Holy Spirit says, can I just pray with you? Can right. I help be your accountability mm -hmm. partner? Mm -hmm. um, and I trust me when I say people need accountability partners, right. married, single, whatever. You need someone that's going to check on you. Hey, are you still on that date? It's 1130. You need to be home mm -hmm. and they need to be home. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we can be more of a family for real mm -hmm. as the body of Christ, I think that people can be more of their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And because your family, your sisters and brothers know you with your bonnet on. Right. They know you with your house shoes on. I don't wear no bonnet, but I, I got some house <laughs> but shoes. But you know what I'm yeah, saying. I got you. They, they, I didn't see the bonnet. Yeah, yeah. We got Kayla got a little bonnet on the on the towel right Don't tell, right don't on, tell. Right? No, no, I'm gonna tell the truth. Cause see, some people ain't never seen the bonnet. And I just be like, help her. Holy Ghost, keep it together. But you know, if I pay for the braids, I want to see the bonnet. I want you to hold on to that there you as go. long as you there can. You go. Now, if you pay for that on your own, then hey. <laughs> but not every, not everybody has seen the gym shorts. How about that? The real gym well, shorts. You know, I'll come in here. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And my gym shorts and be like, you know, this, this said the Lord. You know, that's, what's wrong with gym shorts? You're the best me up now. That is hilarious. So, so, so here it is. Uh, I get I get what you're saying. Uh, there, there's got to be a level of accountability mm -hmm. to, to those people that are in proximity. Absolutely. But what if I ain't, I'm not ready to give it up? Mm. Whatever that thing is, I'm I'm not ready to give it up. 
Well, you you can't make anybody get it, give anything up. You can't make anybody right, get to live it. How do you treat me? How do you? Oh, deal with I, me I still love you. Still no, treat you no different. Mm -hmm. Um, love you through it, and when and if I'm a if I am really loving you through it mm -hmm. and showing you that man, I love you with your weakness. Mm -hmm. It kind of at times will help, will prick you and say, man, if they love me here, right. I wonder what will happen if they if I get there. If I yeah, get myself together. Get the, how much more will they love me? What mm -hmm. what more could I do for the body of Christ? What more could I do for God if I allow Him to get me together? Mm -hmm. And the deeper you fall in love with God and other people, the Absolutely. more, the more, the better you want to be for them. And um, and some and you know people don't like to be honest about this, but sometimes. Sometimes people get them themselves together for somebody else uh -huh. and people speak against this preach against this but God loves people through us mm -hmm. we are his hands we are his heart right. we, we are we are him embodied in people and so when people start to get better because man I, I love how you do that I want to be somewhat like you or I didn't want to disappoint you I don't that is not always wrong mm -hmm. you know what helps sometimes keeps me straight mm -hmm. I don't want my, I don't want a whooping from my mama and I don't want to disappoint my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we need those people, even though they they don't know that they're accountability right. partners, mm -hmm. to be accountability partners. Right, to be kind of an example or something to Absolutely. aspire to. Um, I feel that. I, I also feel it with a balance, though, because mm -hmm. if I make adjustments because of a person, when that person hurts Hurt me or lets it won't me last. down, mm -hmm. then I, out of hurt, I may revert back to yep. Yeah, so there's definitely yeah. balance with that for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I want to kind of backtrack to a little piece in the conversation where we kind of talked about uh, how individuals, I guess, um, kind of change up mm -hmm. for the sake of um, not being judged or so on and mm -hmm. so forth. And just, you know, shepherd to shepherd, <laughs> one <laughs> of the most frustrating things is when pastors speak against another pastor yes uh for whatever they they you know yes have done um th that really runs me hot me because too. at the end of the day you're confusing sheep mm -hmm. right because they 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 don't know mm -hmm. right um and then uh sometimes it seems like people assume that they will gain something mm -hmm. if i can hurt or discredit another, which to, to be honest, just because somebody leave your church don't mean they come into mind. Exactly. So, so that's a strange thing. But, but have you experienced anything like to that tune to where sometimes it's people who are leaders who are responsible for kind of uh, dismantling, <laughs> discouraging us being our genuine and authentic selves. Absolutely. I kind of grew up uh, with this idea, and it didn't come from my pastor. It came from another pastor who kind of said, if you're going to mess up, mess up with another pastor. Mm -hmm. I, I'll never forget being taught that or messing with another preacher. I was just a minister at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to say just a minister. I didn't mean to minimize no, 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 ministers, yeah. but I was a minister at the time. He said, if you're going to mess up, mess up with other ministers. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as I grew, I kind of understood the idea of, well, I don't want to be uncovered around a person who may stumble in their faith walk. And mm -hmm. the idea is that maybe another minister is strong enough or mature enough, enough to, to handle, handle it. it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how true that is or not true, but that was the, the ideology behind it. But in life, I've come to discover that when you think you can be transparent and vulnerable and honest, even around other ministers, sometimes. Yeah. <sighs> so... Well, Pastor Freeman, can I be honest? Please be honest. Okay, well, the I'm gonna truth. Be, I'm going to tell you the truth. Makes us free. 
it is very difficult for me mm-hmm. as a woman in this region and a pastor to mm-hmm. be transparent with any leader mm-hmm. in this region or pretty much anywhere. And so I am my authentic self and I am transparent to a certain degree with other leaders in the area. I cannot share all my weaknesses, all my stories, all my struggles, because I really, I don't just believe it. I know that there are people out there that want the church to fail, want even particularly my church to fail. Mm. And so I have to be careful about what I share. And yes, I have experienced that even when I was only a minister, Mm. not just now as a pastor, it's definitely gotten worse. So Mm. I've become a pastor. Um, But I was in a situation where as a minister, another another minister was dogging another minister out, dogging another preacher out. And I was like, man, that but that's your brother. Mm-hmm. It could be you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've seen pastors dog each other out. I've been, you know, because I'm a minister, I was able to get behind the door. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them dog each other out, get together in circles and dog another man of God out. I'm like, man, that could be you. Yep. And before I knew it, it was them. Mm-hmm. You dogging this pastor out because they got a divorce. But you got yeah, you- two years later, you got one. And so you have to be careful. Careful. Reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And so it also burns me hot because you know the struggle. You know the issues that pastors go through. Right. Why would you dog them out? Yeah. Just to get their sheep or yeah. get to benefit or yeah. you think you benefit. I, I think we just kind of live in such a competitive and maybe even capitalistic society that we're willing to not be very good Christians yeah. to try to succeed or get ahead. You know, um, um, I, I don't know who told me this. It might have been my bishop. He said... God don't run out of people Mm -hmm. and you don't have to compete for any. Mm -hmm. And the problem is we are competing for the same group of people when there's 7.9 7.9 billion others out there that mm-hmm. need your voice. And then the, the the amount of lostness just in our city, like I think those who call themselves Christians is like between 5 and 8 or 10. It's a very small percentage of people in the greater Austin area who call themselves Christians, not even to mention those who actually go to church. Mm-hmm. And so when we start fighting over fish that are already caught that's just like crazy crazy the harvest is so yeah. ripe out there and you talking like you kind of got some haters over there oh uh, well you know uh, and uh, <laughs> if your hater count is anything like mine <sighs> you you want to let's call them out let's call out, <laughs> out. so first of all rim synopsis <laughs> that would be so trifling like, oh i would like that that is that's the kind of stuff you get your popcorn out People would get their tea out for sure. Friday, yeah. But the reality is, we, you know, sometimes there's so much hatred in the kingdom. You, you, you can't do the work that you're supposed to be doing because you, you're so busy on your knees praying about the hardship and the hurt from friendly fire. (laughs) Well, Uh, they, you know, if they were not close, if they didn't know some things about you, they would know where to hurt you. Wow. Feel real talk. Strangers don't know where to hurt you. Real talk. Real talk. Yeah. Real talk. Um, it was one other thing that, that kind of came to mind while you were talking, um, and I'm assuming that because I don't recall it, it's the Holy Ghost who kind of <laughs> snatched the thought away because I can't say it was God. It, it was just me wanting to dig into okay. something. Anything else on your mind before we sign off? Because it was a good conversation. I enjoyed it, and we could probably just sit here and talk about anything, well, uh, politics. And well, sh- well, you were talking about love and relationships, and I will mm-hmm. say this. is it, The timing is interesting. I just mm-hmm. preached a sermon on Orpah, Ruth, and Naomi. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily a, a, a passage of scripture I really care for a lot. 
like. Um, but I don't like that part. I don't really, okay. I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. I really don't like to preach it, but I was led by Holy Spirit to preach it. And as I was studying, some things really stuck out to me mm-hmm. that Orpah left because her agenda was over. Mm-hmm. That Orpah walked away because she couldn't handle Naomi's bitter season. Mm-hmm. And Orpah walked away because Moab seemed better than Bethlehem. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I think people are only there for seasons and walk away too soon when they can't handle the darkness. Right. But if she had just waited a little while mm-hmm. longer, she would have read with, with Ruth and Naomi. Uh, she might have met her own Boaz. Joaz. <laughs> <laughs> Boaz and Joaz. <laughs> and Ooh, I'm I, sorry. You know I, I was got reading issues. something, and I don't know how true this is. It's not in the Bible, so don't you know? Don't say anything about it. Don't even share this too far. But it was interesting. Oh, this some, going to the world, so um, if you don't want to share. Don't some, say it. no, no. <laughs> some story in Jewish culture said that uh, Orpah turned up to be the grandmother of Goliath. Oh wow. Yeah, and so as Goliath was growing, so was David. Mm-hmm. And so isn't it interesting how sometimes you, the people that were closest to you can end up being your biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful when we're Ruth and they own me to not allow Oprah to go too far. Right, yeah. So that is... Awesome. I, I, I like the thought. Um, and I especially love that idea of walking out too soon. Yeah. Um, I just kind of really, really, and maybe that's me wanting God to do all the heavy lifting, but I want God to show me the people who ain't ride or die. Well, like, don't you know I think he gives signs a lot of times. I think he does I mean, show. like, at the, at the very first, like, hello, my name is Deshar Freeman. My name is Jim Johnson, and then the spirits say, That's Judas. Lead this Genevite. <laughs> Lead this Genevite uh-huh. along. Uh-huh. Like, that, that's why I want God, like, Johnny. So I don't waste no moments. You know, even getting to know you, but but I understand that Judas has his purpose. purpose. But, I, but I you might it. not learn the lessons you're that right. that person right. is there you're to right. teach you. Or I ain't trying to you, learn every lesson God nah, trying to teach me. I but we ought to be. You know, that's where we can be our authentic self. Uh-huh. And then they may need us. Yeah, yeah. they may need us you're as right. well. You're right. And 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 I and you're right. There's a selfless component of being a Christ follower yes, Lord. that says that relationships that may not be convenient for me, that I would rather not have any part of. I'm still a servant. That's right. And I'm we're supposed daily. It's not just talking about sin. Mm-hmm. Not just talking about our addictions or issues or weaknesses. It's also talking about people. Right. We got to die daily just to deal with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I die hourly. Now that's to deal yes, with moment by. Yeah. Moment. All right, it's been a real super duper cool conversation. I might have to call you back in. Please, talk about I enjoyed else, myself. Uh some other day. And um I look forward to God continuing to bless the works of your hand. Thank and, you. Same to and you. And I uh thank you. Pray it, pray it in Jesus. I, I do. I actually pray for you and ALC quite often. Oh, and you, you say they need prayer for No, that. no. <laughs> you my you my brother. Lord, I want you they, to succeed. Lord, what's wrong with them people? No, if you succeed, <laughs> we succeed. I really do. That's, I, that's and you're in up. in the Flugerville area, so mm-hmm. you're on my list of pastors to pray for to consistently. God be the glory. Thank you so much. And friends, thank you for tuning in to another free indeed Friday podcast. Fellowship edition. Don't judge me like that. I said (laughs) fellowship edition. Well, will you do me a favor? If you call me back, Mm -hmm. can you bring my sister in here with with me? I don't fool with her when I'm doing a free indeed. See, the fact that you do exactly who I was talking about. I be trying to free from from free. I was supposed to say that's how I walk in. Hold on just a second.
<laughs> now, nah, anyway, we're signing off. I hope you have a blessed weekend that the favor of God continue to rest on your life. It's Pastor Free and Pastor B. Love y'all. Love y'all. Love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I holla. People, a dope tune to change your whole day. And that's what I'm trying to do. Let me play this for you real quick. Do I fight against
What's up, world? This week, I just need to confess, Christian judges make my behind itch. <laughs> I mean, I really can't stand it. It's just unbelievable to me that people in the church who call themselves followers of Christ have the audacity to fix their faces and talk about another person's sin. The only people who will be offended this week are the people who've been guilty all week. The word of God is clear that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Simply put, we are all ex-somethings and most of us are still very active sinners. One person's sin is drunkenness. Another person's sin is of a sexual nature. One person's sin is lying while another person's sin is overeating. The issue is some think their sins are more acceptable or smaller than the sins of another. This is foolish thought because the word is clear that there is no sin greater than another. The petty thief is not more righteous than the child molester. Yet we constantly hear of people in God's church who judge, condemn, and even slander those who struggle with sin that has become public. I tell my church all the time, those who have not gotten caught have just learned how to sin real good. <laughs> Throughout the scriptures, we find Jesus in fellowship and forgiveness of notorious sinners. So how can we say we follow him and do the opposite? 1 John 1 and 10 says that if one says they have not sinned, they're calling God a liar. And if I acknowledge I sin, then who am I to condemn anyone else? I close when I tell you this. The greater sin is the one who condemns others. Noah got sloppy drunk, but it was his son who was condemned because he made fun and then gossiped about Noah's sin. In Luke chapter 18, there's a story about a Pharisee who prays, thanking God that he's not like this tax collecting sinner. <laughs> the tax collector's prayer is more simple and contrite. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus himself said that the tax collector went home justified before God because he was humbled by his sin, whereas the Pharisee was hiding his sin or maybe just blind to it. Anyway, none of us have room to judge. It's like mama used to tell me, if you don't have anything good to say, Deshard, don't say anything at all. So listen, if you're being blessed by the ministry in any way, won't you go ahead and pass that blessing along. Invite your friends, your family, even your enemies to follow Free Indeed Fridays on podcast and to follow us on all social media outlets. This is a way for you to be a part of something big. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterndministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, D-M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like do it like right now. Like go check it out. Like, like, like right now, right now.